Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 240, 240. My name is Danny Murray. And I'm Graham Merrigan. How are you, Danny? Yeah, man, good, good. How are you keeping? You're looking great. Good, good. Thank you. Thanks very much. Uh, I appreciate quite, that. You look quite fresh. There's no there's no bags under the eyes or nothing. You look you look refreshed, Graham. Unreal. Thanks so much. Yeah. Now you're picking your nose there, which kind of distracts from the freshness. No, I'm trying to get the nostril hair out because uh, the I don't know I can't find that, and that works for nostril hair. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Actually, the wax yolks work. Yeah, we we yeah, do. Anyway, yeah. No, I feel good. We have a former sponsor there, Graham. That's something. We, but anyway, yep. Who who may, who may be looking for us to do stuff again in the near future? Oh yes, oh yes, that their one was clubs. Their one called again. You just didn't try that particular product, I believe. I think you uh, you would only just. Have you tried it? it? I have tried it. Yeah. Does it work? Well, you tell me. You oh, it's smooth there. Yeah, What's it called it. again? The weed whacker. The weed whacker. That's what I need. Yeah, they're Send not paying us. So fuck, we're not talking about them, and they're not paying us. Oh yeah, good. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're on the Coke Zero and I'm on the Vanilla Coke. It's a Thursday yeah. evening. We usually record on a Wednesday. So Thursday evening is a Friday eve. So yeah. we can have busy drinks and chocolate um, and enjoy ourselves because we welcome back uh, a character of WTS pod who we have on every year. Hang on, and, are, we going, uh, are you going straight to the guest here? We, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just waffling. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. That, <laughs> it, I was like, I'm, 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 I'm excusing why we're on the busy drinks and the chocolate bars. Yeah, well, I'm normally a Pepsi uh, man myself now. Um, yeah. And I will fight Pathlin. I don't care. Oh. I will fight pa- Pepsi is superior. Uh, but, yeah, it's Coke Zero in the house this week, which I've I've written a strongly worded email to management, um, and I expect the vending machine to be restocked appropriately for next week. And do Pepsi have the slimline cans? Uh, not presently, no. no. I wonder why. Is that just a Coke thing? Is well, there a patent on that? I don't know if there's a patent on it because a lot of the alcoholic beverages would have a similar shaped can. That's right. Um, Red Bull has it as well. Red yeah, Bull I think. With it. I, I think it's because they've rebranded. The Coke Zero was now in a red can, whereas it used to be in a black can. So I think it's probably yeah. just part of them trying to look sexier, slimmer. Yeah, I sleeker, think it is sexier. You know. And mine, um, mine, mine is the uh, Coke Zero edition of um, vanilla Coke. Vanilla, and yeah. you can also get mango and you can also get cherry. And I like the cherry as well. Interesting. Coke aren't paying yeah. us either, man, so we should probably just move on now. That's right. <laughs> Come here, though. These people won't pay us and there's no need to, but I just want to give them a little plug because I love their food and they're celebrating 20 years in business in the border this week and uh, more power to them. The, the beautiful uh, Paul and Elaine in Cafe Solo in Cloyney. Oh, lovely. 20 years open this week they were so uh, carrot cake up there is sensational oh, man have you ever had that carbonara yeah You're oh. not for a while now years ago oh my word um, but yeah, suits but, of the day are gorgeous but the carrot cake I remember being a standout performance as carrot cake goes absolutely yeah so uh, if you're a passing boy just in there with a the graduate is lads if you're a passing boy and you fancy even just a cup of coffee 20 years in. fucking hell 20, 20 years yeah so I said you know birthday. what that's that's a milestone that deserves a bit of a shout out on the Border's Finest podcast. So there you go. That's it. Um, well, anyway, the greatest you were, podcast in the world. We're six yeah. next month. We are I six know. 
next month. So if Cafe Solo want to send either of us some of their uh, <laughs> cakes, pastries, lunches, Absolutely, we can do yeah. that for our six year ber- sixth birthday. Can and you believe got- we're the longest pod- podcast going in all of Ireland and we're the greatest podcast in the world? Can you yeah, believe we're, that? Yeah, we're, we're technically the longest going in the world, but it's just which world? It depends on, you know, your beliefs. It's their world and that's all that matters. Exactly, man. That's it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and look, if, if uh, Cafe Solo do send us something for a six party, we promise we'll get them a stripper for their 21st next year. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something to you now, I can't remember. Um, yep, doesn't matter. Do you want to just, you were, you were, you were mid-flow, you were uh, telling us who our guest is going to be and then I started our asking guest, questions. Our guest is uh, one of our best mates. He's on our podcast every year. We'd like to have him on every month because he's just brilliant, but he's too busy. He has his own podcast. He has his own um, RTE show. It's the one and the only... It's his own radio show, Graham. That's on every day. Own radio show on Nova uh, with Jimmy McCabe. It's the one and only Bowles Tramp, PJ Gallagher. PJ Gallagher, welcome back for your fourth or fifth appearance. What is it, Danny? I think fourth it's a fort, yeah, I think so, yeah. Is it the yeah. fort? I think yeah. so, yeah. Jesus Christ, holy fuck, lads, I don't know why you don't get a better guest than this. Like, you know what I mean? Surely when you get one bad guest on, you don't have them on again. So you keep giving me repeat performances to see if we'll actually do a good one eventually. Do you know what I mean? We'd have you on every month if we could, but they're yeah. too fucking busy. <laughs> That's the, busiest, the busiest man in the pandemic at the moment, PJ. You're fucking, you're everywhere. Yeah, I know it is busy again. It's mad busy again. All of a sudden, it feels like the world is coming back to normal for a change, you know? Like, after doing nothing but staring out the window like a prick for the last year and three months or whatever it is, suddenly it's really, really busy. And it's like, I don't know, you know the way we were all saying to ourselves a few months ago, I was like, oh, as long as I don't get back to being as busy as I was before, then I'll be all Like, the world is healing and all. And it's, isn't it? Terrible what's happening, but aren't we all learning valuable lessons? And I'll never slip back into that business. The second I had the chance, fuck life, straight back into work. Good luck, life out the door. To hell with the whole lot of it, straight into the bullshit again. Flat out, eight to eight horseshit. And it's just, uh, to be honest, I don't even regret it. Like, it's just been, it's been such a pox of a year. Now I'm just doing it, but I'm a little bit fatter than I was the last time. <laughs> yeah. You don't look for you look great. Have you been on holidays, man? You haven't looked on there. You're some bollocks. That's a very contentious <laughs> question now. I'm just saying, I'm telling you, people ask you, I'm all tanned because I'm out walking the dogs, right? That's what I'm doing, walking the dogs. And it just has so happens I've got culture skin. You know, I'm like, you know, my bloodline goes back to the planet of the onions. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Mayo was planet of the onions. And I'm deeply ashamed. That my DNA is 98% planet of the onions. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just, I mean, people come out and they ask you then, have you been on holidays? No, I haven't been on holidays. That's a, like, that's a very political question to ask someone, I think, now. That's like asking. In this climate, it is definitely. It is. And would, you admit it, would you admit if you were on holidays anyway? Which is such a contentious question. Of course I would, because if I was going on holidays, it'd be such an act of selfishness. I wouldn't give a fuck what you thought anyway. <laughs> Can't, can't, can't argue with that at all, man. Uh, <laughs> so Chris, now the answer is I have been walking the dogs. I've been walking the dogs and it just so happens like culture skin. And even though <laughs> my hair is, look, you can see me, look at, even though my hair is shaved to next to nothing, it still looks like Brillo pads and I still manage to get a tan line. Like that's... Like uh, it's a tan line, yeah. That's it, yeah. How does that happen when you have no hair? 
Like that's it looks a, like you've a dirty face though now that I've seen your tan line. I do, yeah. It's me, it's my father <laughs> face, yeah. <laughs> Career PJ, since we last talked to you, you've uh, you've moved house and you've moved well, you haven't moved job as such, you've moved radio station. Yeah, are I we, guess are we, are we getting on with Nova? Yeah, good. I mean yeah, I, I, you know what it is? You you get told you're moving and you t- everybody thinks they like change. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then you go to the supermarket one day and the peas are in a different place and you lose your fucking mind <laughs> and you start realizing I don't like change. <laughs> You know what I mean? We're full of shit. We're all like, all people are full of shit. They're like, oh, I'd love to go and live in Spain. Or I'd love to go and fucking, I'd love to try a different thing for me Chinese. Or I'd love to try, you know, I'd love to try a different type of burger. And then you go to the supermarket and the peas are moved. And you're like, this is fucking ridiculous. This is a fucking joke. How am I supposed to survive in a pandemic if I don't even know where to keep things in the supermarket? The shy bag. This is fucking ridiculous. So you start, <laughs> so when someone says you're moving jobs, you're like, no, I'm not. They're like, you are moving jobs. No, I'm not. And then you move jobs. I guess what happens, it's actually better. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Because all these things are probably for the better. So, and we're still with Jim yeah. uh, in Nova. Because <laughs> undoubtedly the music is better in Nova. It's definitely if you're a middle-aged, like, you know, half useless fucker like I am anyway the music is definitely better I love it the music and it's still the two of us it's still more or less the same show and there was a few weeks of bedding it in but I think we're kind of back just doing what we do now um, and and it's weird because we've lost the sort of nationwide thing so we don't broadcast mm. to Cork or Limerick or Galway anymore but we broadcast solely to Dublin so on one side that's bad but on the other side you can be shamelessly Dublin you know you can yeah, really yeah. go for it we can do the whole up the dub shit. We talk about Dublin derbies now. We talk about League of Ireland in a way that we couldn't before. You know, you don't have to appease the the, the onion munchers and the twig lickers. You just go for it. You just have a laugh now. You just get, and, the, and the ones that came with us don't give a shit about that. They're quite happy to slag us off every day as well. So, you know, it's been a Love good it. change. Love it, man. Yeah, now and that's, and that's you're, deadly, yeah. You're talking about sex in the city and all sorts now. Love sex in the city. Anyone that says, by the way, anyone, any man that says he doesn't like sex in the city hasn't watched it. Those <laughs> girls meant an awful lot to me. <laughs> Those girls mean? meant an awful <laughs> lot to me. I tell you something. Because they were fucking brilliant. That's why, Mr. Graham Merrigan, they were brilliant. <laughs> every one of them is you. You're, you're, you're everything. <laughs> and I'll never forget when Desperate Housewives came and I remember thinking, this is a heavy cross to bear. This lot aren't going to pull it off. This new gang aren't going to pull off what was the wondrous television I've been watching. Now, admittedly, it was a bit blue. You know what I mean? Sex in the City was a bit blue. Some of the language was uncouth. It was, uh, it was less than ladylike on occasion. I guess now when they bring it back to reboot, it'll be, it won't be as dirty. They're all in their 50s. No one wants to see people past 45 in their nip. I know. I, I don't even want to look at myself in the nude. So, it's going to Samantha's not in it, though. Who wants it with, without Samantha? Yeah, yeah, I know she's not in it. Herself and herself and them. Um, what's the horse? What's the name of the um, they, they Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, Sherga for the one to this conversation. <laughs> they fell out. <laughs> and um and, and, and I know that's bad, but it kind of adds to the scandal. You know what I mean? That you're kind of looking at what are they gonna do? Because you know they hate each other in real life, and hopefully they write it in as a fallout or something. But Mr. Big is back, man, Mr. Big, remember him? He, like, like these, when you look at those stories now, they were all so un sort of PC. Like, you couldn't make that show now. 
You could still hmm. make Desperate Housewives now. I, I think that's one of them is did you, watch, did you watch Sex Sex in the City from the start to the finish? I did, yeah, well, not when it was on. See, I was going out with someone at the time and she was mad for it. And then she was, I was watching, I'm telling you, you'll love it. I was there, oh, Jesus Christ. And I think I was sitting there eating a Papa Dom one day. And, um, <laughs> and I was watching that episode. <laughs> you know the episode <laughs> where, what's her name? Kim Cattrall, Samantha, has cancer. And she's going out with the young lad. She's nobbing the young lad. And, um, <laughs> and, and, she, and then he shaves his head in an act of solidarity. And I remember I was sitting there, grown man. It's fucking very emotional, isn't it? <laughs> With me soggy, tear-soaked popper dumb. Look at that thing in the mirror. I remember one thinking, this is the best television show I've ever seen. And, uh, and then I even went, this is very embarrassing now. This is like, this is my uh, coming out moment here. I even went to Leicester Square to watch the movie premiere in London. No way. Yeah, and I paid, I think I cost like about £15 in. And I remember like, this is fucked. And of course, I couldn't even get in on the, for the first one. I went on the first day, but not the first show. You know, that kind of way. And there was two fuckers standing there going, woo, I can't fucking wait, woo. And I complained like an old tart. I was like, fucking see that? That has to stop. Those two lads have to stop. I came here to watch a movie, not listen to them two fucking idiots get excited over it. You know, <laughs> and I ruined their day. Uh, but, but, you know, this has to stop. Yeah, this has to stop. This has to stop. Oh, like, oh, you know what I mean? I, I came here to watch a movie. It's after costing me near 15 fucking euro for a popcorn and coke. I'm not having it ruined with these two fellas shouting and roaring and thinking it's an interactive performance. They spent fucking millions on this movie, I was thinking. For sound effects and for all those effects, the last thing they need is you two fucking idiots sitting there <laughs> making noise and singing. You know, <laughs> did you enjoy the film? Loved it, absolutely fantastic. Second one, shy, but uh, well, I loved the first one. It was brilliant, so it was brilliant. I this tell is you, fucking amazing. There's no Desperate Housewives <laughs> movie. That's all I'm saying. There's no Desperate Housewives movie, and there's a reason for that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, ne- I never. <laughs> this is the last time I'm doing your podcast, drunk. By the way, lads, this was. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I never talked to Desperate Housewives myself now, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm fascinated to... So, like, pub quiz territory, then. I'm asking my the specialist subject. Would Sex in the City be yours, then, would it? No, no I'd, have a, I'd have a go. I'd have to pick, actually, episodes. I'd be there, season one, episode three. Season two, episode six. <laughs> <laughs> Last Specifics. episode every season. <laughs> no, that, that's, I'd have to break it down. I'm not that much of an expert. I'm more, it's more a passion watch than a, than a nerd watch. Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. This is amazing. Learn something new every day, like, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Did, did you go back and watch them during the pandemic or anything? No, I didn't. I was, uh, no, it was too rude for the pandemic. Um, <laughs> I was like thinking, <laughs> I just was watching happy shit during the pandemic. Do you know what? I went back and watched every single one of them and I loved it. You know, did you ever watch Parks and Recreation? Yeah, yeah. What a show that is. Your woman that plays Leslie Nope, I don't know what her, Mm. name in real life is but Jesus Christ that that's such a great happy show like even the yeah, theme tune like if you watch every season there's four or five seasons and there's like 20 episodes in some of them and every single time the theme tune played I was like sort of dancing around the room to it like, yeah. <laughs> 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 
bit with the whip. It was fucking deadly, you know. <laughs> I've never seen them all now, but I, I have watched. I've been yeah. in and out of watching them, and, and they're de- it's brilliant. It's deadly. Oh, it's deadly, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. deadly. I'm so glad I'll never have to do a box set again, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the way things are going, that we can actually go out and do normal shit again. Like, there's cracks of... Yeah. Fairness, lads. There's cracks of light everywhere at the moment. It's oh, yeah. such a pox, but there's finally... You feel like there's all opportunity to go and do things. I'm still raging I can't go and see a match, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah I was in yeah. Dundrum last week. There's no terrace in fucking Ireland has ever been as packed as Dundrum Shopping Centre. I'm serious. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and you see, and it's all indoor, and you look at the, like, you know, the stands, they're outdoor, they can break it down. I don't know how you do it, but maybe by alphabetical order of names or whatever, because you can't stick them in. But at this stage, you start thinking, if you can do everything else, it's time to have outdoor. But this is the thing that now, with with the announcement of the uh, restrictions for being lifted for outdoor dining, and there's, there's talk of like, what, six adults at a table or, if you've got kids under 13, up to 14 or whatever, this is all outdoor dining. I don't know how that's been so restrictive when they're planning uh, the trial run spectators at, at sports like it. Like, how many are you going to let into it, say, Palace Stadium or somewhere? Like, You know something? It's harder to understand the new restrictions than it is to understand the Nations League. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, fucking, it's harder to understand... <laughs> Who you're allowed to go to dinner with, then how you qualify for a football competition no one gives a fucking shit about. It's like yeah. it's literally, you know, yeah. So you're allowed to go, you have to add up the ages of everyone at the table, divide it by seven, multiply it by four. Uh, if it comes down to 200 and it's and there's 13 of you, granny has to stay at home. Like there's some yeah. fucking weird. It's nonsense, you know? isn't it? Yeah, it re- yeah. It, it, like it's nonsense. I know, I know the reason why they're doing all these things at the start, say, this time last year. But, like, it's so hard. Like, on, like it's so hard to get, say, cynics on board when the people that are running the place are contradicting themselves. And then it just gives the cynics, anti-vaxxers, anti-COVID, the hoax, all these people, it gives them ammunition to yeah. say, to, 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 to knock the government down and to support their argument for some people like it's pain in the hole I know yeah but still the anti-vax thing is fucking bonkers like they're Ah. they're saying the government and the world came together and came up with this plan that runs this my local government couldn't organise a fucking barbecue and I'm not even messing they tried (laughs) like they tried to do a community barbecue they tried it man I've never seen anything shitter no one turned up no one knew what day it was on they didn't know what time it was supposed to start they ran out of coal. They ran out of coal. And then when the fucking thing finally heated up, there was no meat left. And you're telling me these cunts are running a fucking pandemic globally. Like, one of the lads couldn't even get his socks to match. And you're telling me that they're running the world, running a pandemic. Like, if you can't accept that this is just utter chaos, no one can control, then you're, you're, you're gone. You know, you're, yeah. you're mad. Like literally, this is being run by people who cannot run a can't organise a birthday party. Like there's lads yeah. out there who can't even figure out how to pay a gas bill on the internet, and you're <laughs> telling me they're running the pandemic? Are you fucking kidding me? It's mad though, isn't it? The whole yeah. thing is fucking bonkers. Like, and you're 100 right? That the very fellas who are like fucking state of the country, you can't fucking, and they're the ones that are fucking saying Chinese lab. 
Chinese lab released it, lads. I'm telling you, they're all part of it. They all know. Yeah. Fuck off, you lunatic. Chinese lab released it. And like, and it's all a secret. And everyone's in on it, except for a handful of fuckers that go outside the doll on a, on a Tuesday. Are you actually... <laughs> are, you really, are you really... We're all in on it. I've had people telling me, I'm getting paid. Me! I'm on Radio Nova. I play Bruce Springsteen. I hang out with Jim and we eat sausages on a Friday. And I'm getting paid by the government. You've just described the perfect job, though, PJ. You get the I know, I love that job. I love it. I like to say to I'd like to say whoever is running it, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> just that you get to eat sausages, play Springsteen, and just chat on the right. Like I mean, for fuck's sake, that's a dream, man. I know, I mean, Springsteen and sausages is a fucking. You can't get much better than that. Not even joking. We, we, Actually, tomorrow we are doing that. We are playing Bruce Springsteen and having a sausage party. We're doing these sausage parties now. Um, and we're going to have a week-long sausage party in June for Men's Health Week, you know. Love uh, it. Yeah, and we're going to do a thing where you, if you, have to, if you, you can get into a competition by sending us a picture of your jocks in Dropbox. So you have to drop your jocks um, <laughs> to, to win. Uh, and it's all for men's health and all that sort of crack, you know. Uh, so we're just, and, and it is good fun. I can't lie, I'm robbing a living. That's the truth. I'm robbing a living. Like it's, you're not, you're, you're brilliant at what you do. Stop being so modest. A, a I'm not being modest. Uh, like, you know, the only thing that's brutal about you is that you're a Bowles fan, but everything else is, <laughs> you're, you're, good, you're good at everything else. You're even good at the DIY stuff. I'm not. I'm not going to DIY. I'm telling you now, my hands are fucking ornamental. That is what they are. My hands are fucking ornamental. They, I'm lucky I can pick up this beer glass with them. That's how shy they are. Like I'm, I'm saying to people, I wasn't even messing. Like if a bull blows in my house, I just learn to live in the dark. Like I don't. Well, like, well, I fucking what was shit. your ma- What was your man's reaction when you told her you were doing the DIY show? She's like, "Why did they pick you?" I'm like, you know. She was like, why? Why did they pick you? Oh, well, it's TV and everything. She's like, do they not want someone, do they not want an expert, you know? I'm like, well, that's very thoughtful of you, you know? But no, thankfully, this is an expert. Like, and in fairness, the DIY show is very different. Like, you know, the other shows, like there's Super Garden or there's, mm. I don't know, someone called Dermot Gannon or Dermot, Ban- what's his name? Dermot Gannon, Dermot, ba- which one is yeah. Bannon, isn't it? There's two, Jer- huh? whichever. Some fucking expert called Dermot shows up at your house, right? And in the garden show. The garden show and the building show. They're both Dermots, aren't they? Yeah, one yeah, of them. Yeah. He's an architect, is he? One's, one's Dermot and one's Dermot. Right. Yeah. So Dermot. an Irish Dermot or an English Dermot shows up at your house <laughs> and he gives you an estimate for something that is going to cost a million quid or, and then it runs over and they have to do it and it takes six years. Our show is literally, it's 10 days. You do everything yourself. You get no help from me. I don't even know how to give you help if you wanted it. Uh, in fact, if I helped you, would be worse. And then at the end, you might win 10 grand or 500 quid. So it's really, it is, it's like, this is just a real sort of simple competition. Like, it's not an expert show. Thankfully, it's not an expert show. So I got the job probably because... I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Like, probably yeah. because I was so useless is why they wanted me to do it. It's just embarrassing they put me in work clothes. You know, that's embarrassing. <laughs> like, I'm dressed up as an actual man. Yeah. You you're know, you're like, dressed up in uh, stickers, combats, is it? I know, yeah. And, like, the truth is, if my dishwasher breaks, I have to get a man in. Like, I have to call the man <laughs> in. And yeah. he'd be there looking, he'd be fixing it. And then, you know, to, to, you can't give him a tip around me. He rides your girlfriend on the way out and takes your dog. <laughs> I'm like, thank you for, this, for fixing the dishwasher. 
Thank you, sir, for helping me. Maybe, maybe uh, you two will come back later and watch a movie. On- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, DJ, Jesus, we, we, we were just talking about that. You know, we were just talking about the uh, COVID's a hoax, all these hoaxers. We had Professor Luke O'Neill on the podcast, and he was telling us he was attacked on Grafton Street. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. He was going down Grafton Street, and a, a, a COVID hoaxer or whatever um, attacked him and called him a fraud and called him everything, all nations under the sun. Like, it's wild. Yeah. Ah, it? oh, it's wild, but like, have you experienced something like that the last 12 months in terms of you you got off social media for a while at the start of all yeah, this you see, you? i haven't I, I quit social media for nearly a year i quit the whole thing i only was really that, um, why, why was that was that because of covid yeah because it was a because it was a piss house man at the start of this it was a piss house do you remember all like i got rid of whatsapp and then i got rid because whatsapp was the worst of the whole lot for me you know all these messages my father's brother's uncle is in the IRA, right? And they're going to get the RA to put checkpoints on their feet, right? And if you're not allergic to penicillin, they're going to shoot you. And, the fuck, and, and, and there's going to be checkpoints and the army are coming into your house and they're going to weld your back garden shut. Like, it was all this mad shit. I was like, this is fucking freaking me out. And because we'd never been through anything like this before, I was believing half of this stuff. I was like, right, this has to go. Um, And Twitter was the same. Twitter's a pisshole at the best of times. Uh, And then it just became nothing but this constant, we're all going to die, you're all going to die. This is fucking, or other people, or not, it's the opposite of dying. It's just a bunch of lunatics making shit up. So I got rid of the whole lot, um, and it was good for me. It was like it was proper good. I started training again and just getting out and doing walking and eating. I learned to cook properly during the pandemic. I got back into learning Spanish and all that because I had nothing to do. It's amazing how productive you are when you have no social media. Like, uh, and did all that, and then I started move to. We got to move to Radio Nova, and I reignited everything again because it was initially to just to, I was there. No. I just do it to push the new show and nothing else. But sure, like. Social media is like drinking. You get hooked. Yeah, you get hooked. You yeah, up. You're back in. Like you're just. Is it, is it annoying you now the same way as it was before? Or are you, no, because like, it's different now. People are calming down, and like there's positivity out there again. You know, people are looking forward to shit again. Like, hmm. granted, we're all pissed off and tick, and we don't know what you're allowed to do and stuff. But I mean, the world is essentially it's it's like twenty five percent back to normal now. Like if you. Today is a shit day, but on any normal day, I look out my window, there's a green there, there's people out having something to eat, sitting down, having cans, having something like having a few bits and pieces. They mostly clean up after themselves. The odd dickhead doesn't, but that's whatever. I can live with that. Um, and it's not young people, by the way. It's old, it's old cunts won't use the bin. The young people are picking all this shit up. It does my head in all of this. Young people, you blaming old fellas throwing cigarettes out of their fucking car windows, giving out about people not cleaning up after themselves. Fuck off! <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's not an age thing. Some people are pricks, some people aren't. Your age has nothing to do with it. And most of the time, you can see people out having fun, coming together again. The weather's getting nicer, apart from today. Uh, you know, it's hard not to be a bit positive now. And you can see that on social media as well, even on Twitter. And, and Twitter's an awful old kip at the best of times. But you can see. You know, it's not so bad. Yeah, no, you're one percent right. I'm like, I'm, I'm buzzing at the moment. I've, uh, I've booked me staycation. As the, I fucking hate the word, but fuck it. Everybody else is going with it, so I've booked it. 
Yeah, no, but like the staycation it. goes my head in. We never said vacation in Dublin. It's holidays. Yeah. Yeah. It's our holidays. Yeah, holidays is actually holidays. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very like, good. Uh, <laughs> it's, I never uh, heard of that. No, neither I. I just couldn't no. work out why we were calling it staycation when we don't do vacation. We go on a holiday. Yeah. Then we're yeah. all on a holiday. Well, do we can to fucking bring it back. But yeah, look, I'm, I'm buzzing to fucking looking forward to something. Do you know what I mean? I haven't had something to eat outside me gaff in over a year, like, where I haven't had to do the washing up. You know it's I mean? so funny the way your standards change, though. Like, if someone told you, like, a year ago, you'd be looking forward to a fucking two-day break in juries at Christchurch. You'd be like, oh, will be all. And then when someone gave you a voucher for juries in Christchurch, you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going to town. I'm going to town and I'm allowed sitting in the same place for two hours and I can have a gammy fish and chips and everything and there'll be people and all there. It's going to be unbelievable. Man, they could... Like, they could- they could charge me 300 quid for the Ibis and fucking Clondalkin and I'd be there tomorrow. I'd be like, yes! <laughs> fucking get yeah, in! Yeah. You'd be in those hotels checking in fucking Perspex all over the place getting washed <laughs> and sprayed like a car going through a car wash and you'll still think it's the best day you've ever had. Damn, man. I look Deadly. forward to me car wash treatment. Go on, stick the dead all right up there. Go on, clean me out. <laughs> <Telling> you. <laughs> you mentioned people being dickheads there, PJ. And during the week, uh, we asked people for examples of dickhead behavior, and other well, than, I'm a dickhead. My last show was called Dickhead. It, it was, and that's exactly why I was saying that. I was like, "What can we chat to PJ about?" And I remember what a show that was as well. Dickhead. That was a brilliant, show. brilliant show. Yeah, I actually liked that show. That was the, probably the stand-up show I liked the best out of all the ones I've done. Yeah, Dickhead. It was yeah, a very was... honest sort of a show. It was just when you started going, "Oh, I'm in my forties. I don't even want to be cool anymore." So you just got up and slagged the shit out of myself for an hour. And to be honest, it was. Yeah. As close to therapy as I'll ever get. Do you, have a, do you have any aspirations going back on stage for that? You're not yet? Not no? really. I mean, I don't really want to go back on stage, to be honest. I will go back on stage. I'll have to. You know, paying bills and all is unfortunately still a reality, but I don't really want to, you know. Like, I've got yeah. real love for stand-up comedy. Like, I just did it because I couldn't do fuck all else. Like, you know, I can't do <laughs> DIY. I can't. I'm not qualified for anything. I didn't finish school. I'm not really good at anything else, but I do talk shit quite well. So, you know, uh, stand-up comedy just kind of happened, you know. But yeah. it, it, it was a job, like. Deadly. Um, yeah. Right, so some, some of the things that people said is dickhead behaviour, right? And that's, uh, you tell me if you'd agree or not, right? So, uh, right, we'll start with this one, right? This is an easy one. Don't indicate when turning off a roundabout. Oh, fuck off. You're being, fa- you're being weird now. No one indicates coming off a roundabout. <laughs> you indicate the odd time on a roundabout. If there's someone around you indicating a roundabout. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. That, uh, that I don't know. That came in about seven times. People got real fucking angry about roundabouts on this one. I uh, know. You indicate on a roundabout at Christmas. You know, lift the mood a bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, sorry, there's someone just leaving the room here, and I'm sitting on the ground blocking the door. Go on, go on. I'll see you later. Good luck. Oh, fuck, you have to hit me leg now. I'll see you later. Sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, people who take the milk out to make a cup of tea and don't put it back in the fridge. Pricks are the highest order. Yeah, Pricks are the highest order. It should be a public way. I honestly, you know the way there's like small claims courts and all these things, <laughs> and you get and it's and they're not taken very seriously, and nothing happens. I always thought, like, I'm not into, you know, hitting people or corporal punishment or anything like that, but see if you leave the milk out on a regular occasion. You should be given a public red wedgie on College Green. Like, 
and you should be just left there and with the sign over over your head what you did and your underpants sticking out and if it says like that and you go oh yeah fuck you and the, if you if you get upset by it you, you ram them up a little higher and then carry on with your day you know what I mean not hurting them but just making them really uncomfortable like just sticking up that hole a little bit more you fucking think about people you. you get a tourist walking by what's happening here he left the blade milk out that's yeah, they'd be like, oh, this is, yeah, I've heard about this. Can I give him a wedgie too? Knock yourself out. <laughs> Just leave a tip. Sponsored by yeah. Avonmore. Uh, uh, the entire car park is empty, but some fucker who parks beside you. Yeah, what's that about? That's yeah, like that them is. weirdos who piss beside you. Do you know, yeah, you're going, yeah, like, <laughs> leave the space. Or these fuckers, I used to get these at gigs, right? You go into and you, you like, take your mickey out before a show. And you're standing there, you're in the middle, middle of your flow, and some lad stands beside you for a piss, and he's having the piss, and he goes, Ah, oh, it's yourself, yeah. Takes his hand off his mickey, and goes, to shake his hand. What's this, to shake his fucking hand? Then you have to take your hand off your oh, mickey, and put your mickey hand into his mickey hand, and you have to shake his hand. Because if you don't shake someone's hand, it's rude as fuck. And then he's like, oh, good luck with the show. And he leaves. And you're like, oh, fucking, you have to wash his Mickey and your Mickey off your own hand. <laughs> fucking disgusting, man. Disgusting. Oh, you can't say I'm not shaking your hand. It was on your flute. Because he'll just go, ah, oh, you fucking, I don't know, you plush cunt. I don't know what they'd say. But you'd be like, <laughs> you have to fucking, you have to put your Mickey hand in his Mickey hand. It's disgusting. Happen more than once. That's happened more than one. So whenever someone parks beside me in the car park, I always remember, he, he, this isn't about me. He's a Mickey man. <laughs> and Mickey men, Mickey men aren't trying to upset me. They just don't understand what's rude and what's not. They're not being dickheads. They're Mickey men. He's the exact type of fella who would take his hand off his blue and give you a handshake in the toilet. And not realise. Oh, uh, yeah, and not realise. He thinks he's being a nice fella. He's probably t- parking beside you in the car park to say, all right, you're not on your own. There's two of us in it. He thinks he's being supportive, like. Amazing. Uh, right, people who throw dirty clothes beside the washing basket instead of into the washing basket. We never understood that either, like. I, mean, like, I don't even really understand washing baskets. Like, if the fucking washing machine is empty, put it in there. Why is there a fucking intermediary service for a washing machine? <laughs> seriously what's the point of that like what's the fucking point of it what is the fucking point of it put it into the machine you know what I mean no I have to put my underpants into a basket before I put it into a machine you don't just put it into the fucking machine it's like when you take home a half a salad and you eat half the salad and you put the other half in the fridge and three days later you come back and you take it out of the fridge and you put it in the fucking bin. Just put it in the fucking bin when you've finished eating the fucking thing. You're no one's gonna eat a day old salad. Put it in the fucking bin and put your underpants in the fucking fridge. Oh no, put your underpants in the fridge. <laughs> put your underpants in the fucking where do you put them? The washing machine. The washing machine. Use the basket for something that's needed your basket for. Your basket case. That's why they call your basket case. You're putting your fucking underpants in an unnecessary vehicle. You know? Oh, fucking hell. Uh, pe- people I'm still laughing who- at Mickey hands. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> at least with COVID now, you'll have a reason to be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean? Oh yeah, it's great thing about COVID, you just elbow. So it's just that's Mickey. Now. Exactly, yeah. 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 If he can hold his Mickey with his elbow, that's a skill. Uh, 
People who continue their conversation on the phone on loudspeaker while in a shop. Yeah. yeah. I've never experienced that. I've only seen it once. I've seen, and, you know, seen it once. And, and the thing is, they weren't even talking about that interesting. I'd have no problem them doing that if they were talking about interesting shit and winking at people around them. Like, so, like, they're holding the phone going, so you had an affair with me, da? You'd be like, oh, I'm listening to this. And you'd be like, yeah, it was unbelievable. Like, you'd be all right. But it's always, do you, what do you want? And do you want Tyler Roll and Rice? All right, what is it? What do you want? You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. This isn't an interesting conversation. If it was interesting, no problem. Back on about it. If it's affairs yeah. and murders and debt and crime. We're all in. We're all in. Give us all the show. Oh, fucking hell. Right. Uh, Dickheads don't say thanks when you hold the door open for them. Yeah, that's that's solid. I'm I'm all right with that. Yeah, or not waving when somebody let let if you let someone out in a car and all that. No Definitely. point for that. Thanks yeah. is a very simple thing, unless you're trying yeah. to get something. Absolutely. <laughs> Manners. <laughs> and then the last one here, uh, dickheads support Shamrock Rovers and never shut the fuck up about it. Everybody knows that. That's an yeah. absolute fact of life. That is, it's a scientific <laughs> fact. That I don't know who they're talking about, but it's true. Like it's uh, undeniable. I actually met one of Merrow's friends there last week. I was, that, I was going to see a friend of mine works in a tattoo shop, and one of Merrow's mates was getting his tattoo done. And it's fucking hilarious. The first thing, Rovers fans, it's like, you know, vegans. How do you know a former <laughs> Rovers fan? They fucking tell you. The second you meet him, yeah, and I met him, and he just points straight at the tattoo on his leg and goes, hey, what do you think about that? I said, I know you. <laughs> but I actually ended up hanging around with that fella for about, I don't know, I must have been there fucking half an hour, 40 minutes chatting to him. He was a lovely fella. Yeah, as a gentleman. He sent me a picture of the two He's a gentleman. Oh, yeah. You're a fucking sound man. Like, sound man. Yeah. You, you only yeah. hate rovers on, on match days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not the worst fuckers in the world the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. Hate each other for 90 minutes. Well, the day. The day. You yeah, he's the, day, the day. The day. <laughs> Maybe even from the night before. Well, yeah, I, I usually text you the night before. Slagging. Oh, come here, Gray Merrigan. Can I just tell you, Gray Merrigan's a fucking prick. Can I tell you what, right? <laughs> Gray Merrigan's a fucking prick. Because this is what Gray Merrigan does. He sends you a message the night before a game. Right, okay, now that's it now, right? No messages tomorrow, no matter what happens. You're like, no bother, no bother, no bother. Rovers win. Ha ha! Take it out of that, you bastard. Or fucking all the memes and players' video scoring goals on you fucking. Yeah, you are covering your own arse in case it all went wrong, you little shite. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. That's what Merrow does. Merrow fucking knows how to look after Merrow when it comes to Derby. I've been a victim of him a few times. Ten fucking games in a row that Rovers couldn't beat Bowes. And what happened? Oh, no slagging. No slagging. They'll come on, come on. And then the tide turns. Fuck you, Gallagher. You shy fat Bowes. Bowes Trump is what I've been getting off him for the last fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You'd miss I didn't a match. Make though, you? Up for those, those two ten games. If only I had known the way it was going to go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like please now, no, no hassle now tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Jesus Christ! What about PJ? What about um, people that watch NBA in their Nike Air Jordans? Like Dan, like Air Danny Murray, he does that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, I heard yeah. about this. <laughs> I, shoot, I shoot the three pointers with the lads. I'm fucking giving it socks, boys. I'm telling you, they're NBA pricks, aren't they? Li- NBA fans and Liverpool fans are the same, aren't they? 
in their bo- <laughs> in their pajamas and slippers, sitting up watching, <laughs> you know, lecturing everyone on what real sport is while wearing their fucking Chicago Bulls slippers and nightgown, you know. <laughs> you know, it's just something about it. It all fits in. NBA fans are, are basically American Liverpool fans. You know, that's <laughs> lecturing everyone else on what they think the world should be. I love it. Absolutely, that's a, man. That's a huge, that's a very fair comparison. Oh, yeah, I, I, I take exception to the Liverpool comment, to be honest with you. Yeah. Fucking, I'd, I'd rather be lumped in with a million and one fucking types of people before I lumped in with them lads. But uh, Oh, Liverpool but, fans. Isn't that gas, though? Like, you know the way the Liverpool fans are always, oh, living rent-free in your head. As if that's an insult. Yeah, you are. I fucking love when you lose. I love it. I fucking love it. Oh, rent free. Yeah, yeah, rent free. And see when you upset and we all celebrate. You know the way that upsets you? That's how upset I am when you get when you win. Yeah, I like I love watching United do well. I love watching United come second and all of that stuff. That would have been a successful season. If only Liverpool didn't get Champions League. For some reason that's ruined it. And like, oh yeah, you bitter fuck. Yeah, yeah, I'm a bitter fuck. Yeah, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. <laughs> you can't you know, even enjoy playing FIFA anymore. No, yeah, you can't enjoy. Well, I can because that's always West Ham. But you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even that West Ham, West Ham nearly fucking got in. West Ham got into Europa League. It's brilliant. Yeah, West Ham brilliant. had the Dundalk of fucking England. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, they're not Dundalk are shit now. <laughs> well, they're, they're good enough to beat Rovers, aren't they? So. Well, <laughs> just about, yeah. That was like fucking pinball, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> you have all the controls. You're doing everything right and the ball still goes into your own end. <laughs> yeah, brutal. <laughs> oh, in hell. Uh, all, all the, all, the difference between the Bowes match against Dundalk and the Rovers match with Dundalk, Bowes took their chances. Rovers didn't take their chances. What was that about, Bowes like rovers are are the, the whores of taking chances. Like rovers are awful to watch because the fuckers will always go. No, you just don't know when you're fucking best. That's what's so annoying. You just don't lie the fuck down, will you? Get over it. It's ninety three minutes. Get over it. Lie fucking down. <laughs> and then this fucking all these late disgusting goals scored by a Bose player anyway. Like you know what I mean? A Bose player. player nobody even likes because he's a bad attitude, right? Now he's an Ireland international. We made him an Ireland international. Oh, you's made him an Ireland international. You's made him an Ireland international. We made him. Stephen Bradley made him an Irish international. Keith Long made him an Irish international. He's been playing with... Keith Long left him. (laughs) Keith Long left him in the stands to rock. Keith Long left him in the stands because he needed a lesson to learn, I'd say, is what the rumour is. I don't know. That's what I heard. Yeah, well, he's (laughs) he's a superstar Irish international now. Thanks to Keith Long and Bohemians. Poached yeah, right. by, by a different squad altogether. Yeah, right. And he, and he changed the subject here before I love I'm, I'm, qu- I'm quite, quite enjoying watching you squirm, Merlo, to be honest with you. <laughs> squirm of an Irish? We've another Irish international on our books. Another Irish international. Another, I, I know, isn't it? Yeah, the great yeah, plan. Yeah. Rob everyone else's players. The grand plan. Oh, that's taller for you. That's taller for you. <laughs> I love why Merlo's not even fucking smiling anymore. Oh, Merlo's just getting no. the deaths there. He, he does this. He gets very... That's all this is. Lads, I have to say, I love doing your podcast, but isn't this film sh- so fucking shite? Isn't oh, it? stop, like, man. Yeah, no, no, yeah, get no. back in the studio with people and have proper fucking banter and a proper fucking bit of crack. I love going out to you in Kalini and having a going off on ridiculous rants about all sorts of dog shit. 
and it's just like unfortunate that we're doing this in our houses again, you know. I know, it's but mad. Maybe, yeah, next time we'll get to do this properly. I'll see if Mero ever has me on the podcast again next time. <laughs> <laughs> He's tolerated me enough. You miss the south side, PJ. Do you miss living out in the south side? I do, yeah. No, I really do, yeah. I'm mad. I really miss Dunleary. I kind of have to accept I'm never getting back to Dunleary this week or last week. Uh, so I'm Only getting... last week, so you were hoping to get back, right? Well, I kept trying and looking and renting all of this shit, but it's just not possible, you know. Not for a fella. The world doesn't want single people, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, it just doesn't want single people. This city doesn't want single people. And South Dublin, Dunleary, yes. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking forget about it stuff. So I'm going to go back to the RNLI, but here in Holt. So I'm getting a transfer oh, to Holt and sort of start again over here. Um, but yeah, but it's a bitter pill, to be honest with you, you know, because mm. you think you're doing everything right. You know, you think you're doing everything right and you think you're f- putting the fucking time in and that you're going to sort stuff out. And then in reality, it's just not enough. You just can't do anything on your own. I'm going to get into polygamy, I think. I think I'm going to get into polygamy. You know, I'm not mad for riding anyway. So maybe like get four or five people who just are happy to ignore me and we'll all get a marriage together. Uh, and we'll just... <laughs> it'd be like rent, but we'll all be stuck with each other. I'll be all right, you know, maybe something like that. You'd be on a Louis Theroux documentary in no time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. well, with your new cooking skills, that can be what you bring to a relationship, you know? Uh, well yeah I'm telling you that's what I'm all about you want to see me on the cooking lamb pastas and all and you know fish pies I I still don't know what a casserole is but I'll have one done by the end of this one (laughs) (laughs) do you say lamb pasta lamb pasta I know it sounds ridiculous but you get these lamb kebab things right and you put them on the pan with no oil and you fucking let the pasta, the fresh pasta now, not this packet shy, right? Fresh pasta. And then you put the pasta, you boil it for like three minutes, and then you throw it into the pan. You fry the pasta in right. the lamb fat. And that's the sauce. Put a little bit of chili and a little bit of garlic. I'm not even joking, you lads. It'll blow your mind. Honestly, I've never heard of lamb and pasta before. I know. It's, it sounds ridiculous, but I, I promise you, lads. Next time I'm with you, I'll bring it with you. I'll bring it with yeah. me. But stick it in the hotel microwave or something, and you'll, I'm telling you, blow your minds. I'll awesome. have to do one with you and Adrian Martin because people have been on to us asking us to get him back on as well. And uh, his fucking, his carbonara, lads, it's it's my go to now. Anytime I'm told you're cooking dinner tonight, like, no worries, Chef Adrian has me. Unreal stuff, man. Oh, hey, oh yeah, oh, hey, oh Chef Adrian. That's yeah. what you're talking about. So yeah, you said yeah. his real name, and I hadn't a clue who you were on about. <laughs> 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 yeah, he didn't. He open a fucking place in London, and in the pandemic, fucked him over. And I think, I think, yeah. I think he's open now, finally, and all that. But like, oh, is he like open now? London so. on the first month of lockdown. I think literally as he opened the doors, he got shut down. Like he yeah. really got hit hard with that sort of shit. Yeah, I think he got yeah. done. Fuck me. Um, yeah. so I hope yeah. it's open for him now. I hope so. He opened. Yeah. He opened the takeaway as well, didn't he? With from his recipes from his fake away, but. Yeah, he done a pop up uh, takeaway or something, didn't he? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the stuff is fucking tasty, man. Like it's good, you know what I mean? He does do, he does decent shit, like you know, and it's real sh- accessible shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know the happy pair lads and all. I love the happy pair lads. They're sound and everything, right? They're grand. They're lovely lads and all. But did you? I, I bought that book because it was like uh, this is the simple one, lads. You get this book and it's fucking fantastic. And you uh, and all you got to do is get some grumble weed from your mom's pocket and you put it in the <laughs> and if you just put some seeds in your granny. 
grannies in your granny's trousers two months later you get this beautiful grumbleweed and you put it in and it's so lovely and you just do that with your hands and then you jump into the sea when it's shoved up the crack of your hole and, and then it's just about seasons. You're like, I can't get this shit. I can't get this. I don't know what you're talking about. And then you just get some cool, cool cannon, not cold cannon, cool cannon. It's amazing stuff and you can get it from this it's so easy to get. There's like three cafes in the whole of, of Zurich that sell it. I like. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't get my. I I'm like. This all feels very complicated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just some fucking sausage on a pan. I'm doing. I'm doing goose fat sausages tomorrow. Where do you get a lot? Oh yes. See, I and fucking that's love. That's a recipe. Sausage, Super value sausage, duck fat or goose fat. Fucking, that's the lads. I'm telling you, that's the, that is the way. Simple as it'll blow your. I will blow the fucking. You'll blow a third hole into your ass. It's that good. <laughs> I, I love I love your uh, happy pair impression there. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, very good. <laughs> it was fucking terrible, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> I like Jedward on steroids. God, they are, they are, bless yeah. them. Is it Mario that calls them Vegward? I think he calls them. Does he? <laughs> does he? Yeah, I think he calls. Them. <laughs> yeah, he calls them Vegward. <laughs> oh, that's a fucking cracker. <laughs> It's so it's so fucking perfect for them, you know. Oh, oh it's like fantastic! Oh yeah, nobody knows which one we, which one is which. Even we don't. <laughs> We're so sound. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. Have you ever worked with them, BJ? Yes, they came into the show, and that's the thing. I'm being a bastard now because they're actually lovely lads. They're really mm. sound, like, and they're real accessible lads in the whole lot. I'm just being, I'm just being a slagger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I suppose when somebody walks into an interview on their hands, you start thinking, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> 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 they do handstands and all. I know they they went for a run before they came into us and everything. You know, they're like they're a different machine. They're just a different yeah. machine to what I am, that's for sure. You know they're just like, full of energy morning. Full morning. of energy. I'd hate to be that full of energy. Like I would if I didn't waste some of my life, I'd have wasted my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But like, you have to waste your life to live your life. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> If I want a nap, I'll have a nap. Exactly. And if I get into a coffin and my body looks great, like if I get into a coffin with a perfectly preserved body, I'll be there going, that was a fucking waste, wasn't it? Like you want to get into your coffin with a big fat belly and dodgy knees and scars all over the place and a buckled horn and fucking eyes, <laughs> eyes shot to death from alcohol. Like, <laughs> and, and think, oh, that was a life well lived. You know what I mean? I experienced fucking everything. <laughs> You want to get your coffin with fucking rickets and all from living a mad life. Oh, you know, fuck me. A, a what did you do with your life? I looked after me body and what <laughs> happened? I died. Oh, fucking congratulations to you, you cunt. What a fucking victory march that is. You know what I mean? You want to get in fucking bent. You want to get in fucking wrecked from fucking falling off bikes and fucking smacking yourself into walls and falling over and looking at your elbow and 12 inch fucking stars that remind you of happy times like you wanted you know you want to get in bollocks you want you want them to be putting you in in parts you want your coffin to be half the size of you because you're so fucked up after the whole thing <laughs> a buckled horn is probably my favourite injury I've ever heard in my life it's up there we're hearing about your man having a septic head <laughs> Oh, fuck oh, me. I was going to say, how are the dogs uh, through all the pandemic? Yeah. Grand, I mean, are they sick of you? Huh? Are they sick of you? No, no. They're like, I'm, I'm lucky that I'm, me and my ex-missus are still 
best of mates. Like we get on so well. So we're very lucky that way. So we have constant sort of sharing of the dogs and all, and they're always always. So not only are they always looking forward to seeing you, but we're always looking forward to seeing them as well. Yeah. So it's brilliant, man. Like it's fucking brilliant. Like and your dog, man. Like if you want to live again, you want to live life well. Look at your dog. Your nobody lives in the moment like your dog lives in the moment. You know. So yeah, yeah. It's great. I love it. I love having them around. They were a great reminder, actually, to just fucking try not to panic all the time. You look, you like your dog is living in the pandemic as well. Yeah. You know, your dog is literally living in the pandemic as well. But has I was talking to Pete Vetch yesterday, mm. and he said, "Yeah, I saw that. Part, yeah, some part of our brains." He was saying that is designed for anxiety and stress and future predictions and worries and all this. And dogs don't have it. They just—it's literally not a part of their brain. So they're just living day to day to day. And like it's, you know, they're reactive to the good shit. They, can, they can't even see the bad shit. Like they literally can't see it. So you can have the yeah. unluckiest dog in the world walking around. He's got two legs and his hole is on the top of his head. And he's fucking, <laughs> you know, he meets one person a day and he has one meal a day. And every time he does those three things, he's like, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> no, like if you can't learn from that, like if you can't uh-huh. learn from it, Oh, this great, is I, often, I, I often just stare at my dog and, and often think or and often wonder what is he thinking right now like this morning he woke me up at 10 to 6 this morning and he was having a row with the dustpan and brush in the kitchen and he was full of energy and I was like what are you doing I'm talking to him like saying what the, what are you doing so I let him into my room I got back under the covers I wasn't up for work till 7 and then he got on top of the covers and he goes around in circles whether it be on the sofa, whether it be on his bed, whether it be on my bed, and he's trying to make his place comfortable. And then he just drops, and he yeah. drops beside me, and I'm lying down. The next minute, his chin just rests on my arm, and I'm pretending to be asleep, and then I open my eyes to look at him. Then he's staring at me. <laughs> then he just licks me on the nose, and then goes back to sleep. And I'm yeah. like, what, what? I'm just thinking, what is he thinking while he's doing all that? Like, yeah, what, what was just, he thinking while he was licking me nose? Yeah, just and he's deadly. resting his chin on me arm and all. Just everything, deadly, deadly, deadly. Oh, deadly! That's what he was thinking. Deadly. Oh, fucking deadly. Circle, <laughs> deadly. Love circles. Love circles. Love circles. Here's Graham. Lick. Stuck in his arm. <laughs> fucking deadly. Put me head down. Deadly. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. He hates the sound of a motorbike engine. That's the only thing. He shits the bed when he hears them. Oh fuck! Yeah, wankers like me ruining things and everything. Yeah, is it just where they fucking rev? Is it or? Well, if you're near a road and there's a when you when you hear the rev, he's looking for the rev, and he's looking at you, and he's looking at the rev, and then when it revs, he nearly dumps up in me lap like. Oh, he gets up, yeah, for whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, he'll grow out of that. He's only fourteen months. Only a baby. He's still in the puppy stage. Yeah, they stay, and then all of a sudden they're teenagers and they get strappy with you. No. Really? That's, yeah, but well, then all of a sudden, what's like, that strawberry? What's that strawberry stage like? It's all right. They're still dogs. They're still deadly animals now. But then all of a sudden, you know, one day you say out, and they're like, nah. <laughs> you know, they look at you as if they go, "You fucking missing." You know, they get all teenagery on you. No, you're like, come on out, come on. You have to do a shot. Come on out, and they're like, just looking at you with their ears as, as if to go, "You all right in the head, eh? What's wrong with you? You go out." You go and do a shite in the bush, see how you like it. Like, you're taking a bit of attitude. You know, you get a bit of attitude off them for a little while. 
look at that at the moment. Huh? Look at that at the moment when I'm getting him to sit with a treat. Like, oh, maybe that's a so, Sometimes, sometimes he'd be like, he's looking at you and he's like, no, I'm not sitting. I'm like, I've got a treat here, sit. And he won't, that's, but then toward a far time, lucky he will. That's him, that's him pushing you, Mero. He's sort of like, oh, let's see who'll fucking lose patience first here. I'm going to get that treat and you're going to lose this one, man. Yeah, it Aren't is, you? isn't it? They're pushing, they do it. Yeah, like fucking Lupo gets up on the couch here and I'll be like, no, come on, get down. He just gives you this little bit of side eye he throws at you. He doesn't even make it, like, he doesn't look at you in the eye or that, and he just kind of turns his head and like shifts the eyes towards you and say, I'm good, I'm good. And you're like, yeah, but that's because you're telling him to get off the couch. If I told you to get off the couch, you'd be a fucking row. <laughs> it's so true. Fair yeah. point, you know, but he's you know, yeah, really, like you're sitting there minding your business, and then someone comes in and goes, Get off the couch. Why? Because I said so. No, that's not a good enough argument. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be on the couch. Yeah, I want to be is on man, the couch. Does your like the dogs, PJ? Loves the dogs, yeah. She doesn't like the way I sleep with them, you know, because I sleep with my dogs. You know, all this lie down with dogs, get up with fleas. Fuck off. Lie down with dogs, get up with ease. You know, that's the. the do you ever notice, like, when you're, sta- when you're sleeping with a dog, how nice their snoring is? Yeah. Like, a yeah. dog snoring is one of the nicest sounds in the world. A person snoring, you're like, I want to fucking choke that cunt now in five minutes. <laughs> they don't shut the fuck up. If you don't shut the fuck, you know, you'll be knocking on doors and walls. Shut up, you fucking asshole. Yeah. The noise, you're like a fucking train. And a dog snoring is just the nicest thing. Like, it's the ni- it's hypnotic. Mm. If it puts you, you go to sleep listening to it. Uh, yeah. I, so I sleep with them and I don't give a shit I let them into the bed I let them onto the couch I let them I let them do whatever they want to do I, if I could teach them to use a knife and fork I'd sit down and I'd dress up for dinner every day with them I'd put a short <laughs> pie on and all uh, but I have you always had dogs PJ since you were a kid no? yeah always yeah yeah I, I suppose I'm very attached to them like you know uh, I always think my dogs were my best friends I grew up in fucking chaos house like you know the whole madhouse thing and and all of that stuff. So there's always a dog. We're actually thinking of writing a book at the moment uh, about the Madhouse experience. And what mm. I want to do with the book is to write it with the chapters being the dogs because each dog lives for about 10 years or for about six years or whatever. So, and each dog is a very significant period of my life. You know, yeah. so Tara was my first dog when I was adopted. And then there was Skippy, the, was the dog after that when the Madhouse experience started. And then there was a Labrador called Joy that unfortunately didn't last very long. And then there was fucking Sasha, and then there was Lilo. So every dog marks a really different period in my life. So I wanted to do the chapters named after the dogs, you know. Because the dogs were like, you know, my best friends for the whole thing. Wow, that sounds very interesting. Yeah, so I'm mad to do it, you know. I'm mad to do it. Now, I don't know, I'll go to a publisher and publishers. I, we've been talking to publishers and they seem to be interested in it. But, um, you know, they might say that's terrible idea for the chapters or whatever but that's that's the that's the idea I have at the moment we'll see what happens oh, would you be doing that with, with Una and McGeva again or yeah definitely yeah no I wouldn't do that with Una Una's like I had this story that's the thing the Madhouse story I don't know for those that don't know yeah yeah. so I was adopted and then I went into my family home and then well, it, ended up, it ended up being a HSE experiment so I lived with my family, my mom, my dad, my sister, the dog, <laughs> uh, on one side of the house, and on the other side of the house, there was six patients from the HSE who had, who had schizophrenia. You and, weren't a patient, though? No, I wasn't a patient, no. I was a child. <laughs> 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 and, 
and <laughs> that's as bad. Uh, and so they had, so they lived on one house, and my ma had to look after all of us. So there was this like strange pyramid where my ma at the top, and then you know the the patients who were always referred to as the visitors, um, on one side, and then us. So it was this fucking mad experience, you know. And it was a, a, an experiment that didn't last very long in Ireland. I, I had to start, like I suppose when you think about it now, it was a crazy idea. The idea was good. It was well intended. It was like let's get these people, introduce them back into society by putting them in to what they think is a normal home. But then what's a normal home? There's no such thing as a normal home. And as soon as that environment happens, there's definitely no normal home. And we'll see what happens. But of course, they were exploited in some places and it just didn't work and it was mad. And, you know, there was no such thing. I, what my tagline for the whole show is there was no such thing as mental health in the 80s. You were mental or you had health. That was it. <laughs> you were one or the other. But mental and health didn't belong in the same sentence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, did, yeah. it fucking didn't, man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, that was, so that was the whole thing. So through all of that, I never felt I really had a place. But then I always had a dog. And it was How long did that go on for? How long did a madhouse period go on for? Nine years. Fuck. Nine years, yeah, yeah. So the life so those of people lived it just for nine years? Yeah, for nine years, yeah. Nine years, six people lived in the house. Yeah. Uh, and then where did they go after the nine years? I, I'm back into the system. Uh, the house had to go. Did you ever see them again? My dad died, you know. My dad died of cancer and that was it. And, you know, couldn't couldn't be done anymore. Uh, so they went back into the system, you know. Which is one of those things that I still don't even really know where they would have ended up. But I live with these people for a long, long time. That is mad, isn't it? It was mad. It was a mad experience. There's no doubt about it with them. <laughs> Did you ever meet them ever again? Yeah, sometimes. And there was one of the... We only ever had one woman stay with us called... Um, well, I don't want to say her name, actually. But she, but she used to come and visit regularly afterwards, actually. And then she stopped. So I don't know what became of her in the end. Um, but you would see them for a while. I, I presume now, that's a long time ago. I presume that most of them, they're all dead now. I would did say. your parents sign up for this? My ma did, yeah. So my yeah. ma was a nurse, but she wasn't a mental nurse. She was a nurse, like... Uh, and she worked in Liverpool and she worked in London and then she came back she met me dad they got married um, and uh, she signed up for it because well look fucking she's a caring person and all that and me family and but he got high in his own supply and that was the fucking thing and then uh, so to, had to make money one way or another had to make ends me and me ma took the took the lads in <laughs> she signed up to this experiment which from the east it's not wasn't the hse then there was no hse then it was the eastern health board at the time so she signed up to that experiment and there we, and next thing we were in it but no one ever told us it was happening like me man i never told us it was happening like it was just one day we were told there was visitors coming to the house and nine years later they were still fucking there so it was like it was like when my sister it was like when i was when my sister came along i never knew why like no one was pregnant or not you know what i mean there was no one was pregnant I just came home with my dad one day. No one said there was getting a sister or a brother. I just came home and there was a baby in the car. And my dad, I went, who's that? And my dad goes, that's your sister. No one, is, is, your, is your sister adopted as well? Yeah, of course she right. is. There was no one pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. God. And he just says, that's your sister. And I was like, fucking hell. Well, I didn't say fucking hell, but it was like, oh, okay. Um. And, and I had a sister. Just one day I went out to the shop and came home and I had a sister. Like it was, we were never told that. Like it was, like, you know, it was a very strange existence, you know. 
Really wild. You were never told what was going to happen next. That's why I catastrophize fucking everything. That's why I always think something mental is about to happen. I always think something mental is about to happen. I can't order a Chinese without thinking some cunt's going to pull up a grenade in me chips. Like, I, th- <laughs> I, I think... Something, <laughs> I think something's bad is about to happen all the time. I can't get my head around it. You know, well, you look back at that nine years. So hard. What? You look back at that nine years. Obviously, you're saying it was mad. But what? What was it? Was it a positive experience or? No, no, no. it wasn't. No, it was wild. It was wild. And could your mother have ended it at any point? No, I don't think so. I mean, in fairness to her, she did everything. Like she did fucking everything. Like my mom was amazing. She cut their hair, she gave them their medication, she gave them their food, she got them their clothes, she dressed them, she looked after them, she fucking washed some of them. She did all of that, and Mielfla was, I mean, it was very useless for a lot of those times. And he went up, he got up, he went to pub, he had to take, the, if he wanted to take them to mass, he'd go and he'd go put them in the church, and then he'd just go to pub, and you might not see him for the rest of the day. So, you know, like, there was a, you know, it was a different it was really, it's, no, but I, I don't look at it back and say, oh, that was, those were great days. I look back and there's really, really, really funny stories from the whole thing. Like, really funny stories. Uh, but as, a, as an experience, as, as in to itself, no. I mean, like, I was always just knocking on the door trying to get the fucking attention, you know. I come out of one situation, like, I always knew I had brothers and sisters out there that I'd never met. And I knew that there was a family that got married and I was gone out of it, sort of mm. put out of it. And then I'm in this madhouse and there's all these people who get priority over me. And then I look at my Elfla and in fairness, I love my dad so much. Did everything to get his attention and all. But essentially he was more interested in going to the pub than he was hanging out with me. So you're screaming all the time for attention. Do you know what I mean? You're always trying to get it and you don't get it. Uh, and then, then you end up on stage fucking telling jokes because you're, you're going, someone, will someone fucking look? You know, like, Jesus, yeah. I always say, that's why I always think stand-up comedy is such a dysfunctional way to make a living. You know, it's not enough hugs as a child, man. That's why you're doing stand-up comedy. You're getting it off strangers. And then when they do give it to you, you're like, oh, fuck you, and you run off home again. <laughs> you can't handle it when you get it. And then they want to shake your hand with their Mickey hand. Then they want to shake your hand with their Mickey hand. And then they want to put their hand on their Mickeys and shake your hand. And you're like, oh, fuck yourself, you mad cunt. I want to go home. <laughs> DJ, do you have any, you know the way you were, um, you, you were from Besborough, wasn't it? Yeah, my mother was sent to Besborough, yeah. Besborough. Do you have any, um, you have any feelings on what happens to the land at Besborough at the moment? Because I know planning permission was refused for private apartments. Um, and the, I think locals want to preserve, preserve it for a memory of what it was. Like, do you, do you have any feelings towards any of that? Not really. I still kind of feel like, oh, fucking hell, we're getting into it now, lads. Uh, I still kind of feel like uh, I don't really have a voice in it, you know? So I look at it and I just don't know what the answer is. Because for fucking years, like, I learned nothing new from Vesper. I always knew this story. I've been telling this story for a long time. I remember, in fairness to Ray Darcy, I went on Ray Darcy about 10 years ago and I, t- and I told him this story about Vesper House and all. And he uh, hadn't a clue about it. No one in Ireland did. But we were always talking about it. Like, you know, or I was always talking about it. And I knew other people that were t- would talk about it. And he Googled it on the spot in the studio and all that. And he saw it. And, uh, and he was like, he was fascinated with it. But I just remember thinking, fucking, like, this is, 
nobody cares, you know. Nobody cares. Like, there, there's nothing read. Like, the stories you're hearing are new, but everybody knew those. Well, all of us that came from it sort of knew these stories, knew or heard these stories, knew of these conditions, you know, because our mothers would have told us or mm. we would have read the book, The Light in the Window, or it wasn't that big a thing. So, and then it happened. Then there was this huge big wave of everybody cared, which was great. It was fantastic. And I guess people like me and a couple of other lads I've spoken to, they still feel they don't have a voice in it because we've no memories of it. And then it became a, a, like a very feminist thing, which it should have been, of course, because it's like it is a women's issue. But I feel like sometimes I'm, I, I can't really say anything because I don't remember it. And it happened to women. It kind of feels like it was taken from me a little bit, to be honest. I feel like I don't have a voice in it. To be honest, yeah. I feel like I don't really have a voice in it. So I look at the, the best rails and I say, what should I do with the land? I don't know. Am I allowed to feel bad about this? Do I get it? You know, I don't know. I'm very fucking mixed up about the whole thing. You know, I really am yeah. very mixed up about the whole thing. Because that's how I got here. Like, that's literally my entrance into the world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I have real strong feelings about it, but I still don't feel like I have a voice in it. I kind of feel like we don't matter. Right. If I'm really going to get into it, I feel like those of us that were born there don't matter. I mean, I feel, I look at the people who were born there or born from there, our mothers were there, and all the, the stocks about the dead kids and the, the talk, there's not, it doesn't feel like anyone really talks about that that much. I don't know, maybe they do and I just have missed it. And then us who came out of it, of that situation and that there is no adopted kids anymore. Like that was a one generation, like it was a one, like, you know, from the war until the fucking nineties, you know, it's not a huge amount of time. And, and no one really asks, like people ask us how we feel, but they don't ask us, you're the first person that's ever asked me what should, what should be done. No one's ever asked me that before. You're the first person that's ever asked me that. So when, sometimes I talk about it and I feel like I don't matter. Just feel like it don't fucking matter. It feels like my opinion. It feels like nobody cares about what our opinions are that came from the place. That's what it feels like, honestly. It feels like it doesn't fucking matter. And I guess that's what's been eating me my whole life. It feels like no matter what I say, it doesn't really fucking doesn't matter. You know, you walk around feeling like you're a mistake for most of your life, and uh, then someone says, "What should be done?" And you're like, "Oh, do I? I, I don't know." <laughs> yeah. You know. You end up doing, like people always say, oh, you're a great fella for doing your charity work and for doing your RNLI and for doing your blood bikes and you're doing all of this shit and you're a great fella. But I'm not a great fella. I'm trying to fucking justify being in this world. I'm trying to justify why I get to take, get up out of bed and carry on with my life and live a good life every day because I still feel guilty about it. Why do you feel guilty? Because I just feel like I was a fucking accident. For sure. I feel like I'm in the way. I know it doesn't make sense. And I know you'll I know what you'll say, and I've heard all this, and I know you're right, and I know you're right. Yeah. And I know the motivation and all of that. I know it's odd it was earlier, but you can't the emotional connection to that. There's still an emotional reaction, even though I know the truth is not that. There's still an emotional reaction that says, You're in the fucking way, man. You shouldn't have been here. You being born made life difficult on everybody. You know, 
you being being born made your life difficult on fucking two sets of parents, not one. Uh, and I, I and I know that there's all kinds of therapy in the world that would probably release that emotional connection, but I'm not prepared to do it. So I guess yeah. uh, I wasn't expecting to get this deep, which is lads, you bastards. Can we go back to Parker Mill Rovers? But it's like, but it's like but I suppose that's what it is, you know. So you're yeah. asking me what should be done with the land in Bessborough, and the truth is, I honestly don't have any real opinion on that because I still feel like I don't have a voice in it. Yeah, have a voice in it, PJ. I don't feel like I do. I like. Hmm. I think. I don't know. I I just feel like I don't. I think it's mostly the women who have memories of it are probably the ones that should make that decision. I think. I think the women who weren't there who are in there, the women who can tell you the stories that I've been told by people and by people in confidence. I t- will tell you what was amazing about it. When I sort of did the show Separated at Birth with Joanne McNally, you know. Yeah. Because uh, she was of the same, you know, she's the same, more or less the same sort of history. And I remember being a bit sketchy about, should you reveal this part of your life? You know, should you? It was a brilliant and, fucking show, by the way. Sorry. But, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I do think it was a good show. I'm proud of that show. Hmm. And I remember, like, some people got really fucking angry because they were so annoyed I was able to laugh at my own past, my past. Now, I wasn't laughing at anyone else. It's just mine. But so many people would come up to me around that time when we were doing all the press and say, I'm, I'm adopted too. My parents don't know. Well, my parents don't know. That'd be some fucking job. But my <laughs> kids don't know. My husband doesn't know. I've always been ashamed of it. I've always hidden it. And I, and I remember getting this suddenly just going well at least i know other people have this irrational guilt Mm. they feel guilty they feel like it's a dirty secret they feel like it's a dirty secret there is people out there like me that felt like there was some something that they should hide that they should keep from people that they shouldn't burden other people with you know um Mm. and that was a good feeling because the amount of conversations I had with people who were just like, listen, it's fucking great. Like we can talk, like I can talk to you. I'll never to meet you again. We're not walking dogs, but I just want to say thanks a million that made a difference. And that was a lot of that, man. There was a lot of that. It happened, happened so much, you know? And then I was doing a couple of the adoption conferences and you would meet people who are younger and were saying, it's just nice to know that uh, when I was sitting in school, I'm feeling so fucking different that, I wasn't the only one. And I think it's harder for people who have been adopted in the last 10 years because there's a tendency to, for them to look different to traditional Irish people. You know, like the people have been adopted in from China or they've been adopted in from Russia or, whatever, or they have a different look, you know. Yeah. And I think it's harder for some of those people because I know I had no sense of place, like no sense of place. I didn't know where I was. Um but I looked the same. <laughs> I always looked like I fit in. In fact, I look like every other fucker in the world. You know, I look like someone drew a face on a balloon. Like, so like, <laughs> I look like everybody, you know what I mean? Uh, so I think, it, I think it's going to be harder for those kids. I think, to be honest with you, I look at them and, I, yeah. and that's, maybe it won't be, maybe their parents are be much more aware of the effect it can have on people as they grow up and they'll be nurtured and looked after better or maybe kids will be less cruel and all of that sort of shit. So maybe it won't be, but I can only refer back to my own experience. You know, you know the way it is. You, you yeah, only yeah. got one set of eyes. It's hard to see the world a different way. Yeah. Wow. Uh, um, 
that, that was a bit inspiring, I thought, like, the last 10 or 15 minutes, just because of who you are. And a lot of people listening mightn't have known that story about you. As well, though, I think, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's that you've got a bit of modesty or it's lack of confidence, but you do mean uh, a lot to a lot of people. Uh, to a lot of Irish people in society and um, through your work with Naked Camera on the radio, your work on RTE. So you should be very proud of some of your achievements um, because you do mean a lot to, to, to a lot of people. And I know I speak for a lot of listeners of this podcast and I know I probably speak for a lot of uh, Irish people to say that you do mean a lot to people. And I think um, you should be proud of yourself. Well, I'll tell you this, and this is, this is something I do know, because I want to finish on a positive note with this story. All that shit, all that baggage that I carry around, like, that did lead to stand-up comedy, and it did ultimately lead to success of some degree. It did. And one thing I've learned over the last few years, fuck me, lads, is I get me all emotional now, I'm going to start fucking getting teary on this. But one thing I do fucking know, is that uh, it all happened not in spite of those experiences, but because of those experiences. Mm. So those experiences were like the reason things ended well. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's important to remember, I think, for me and for, for people, because sometimes you think it's all been this big fucking road to survival, and it hasn't been. It's been a life, you know, and it's been a good life. It's been a good life with shadows and everybody has a good life with big fucking ugly shadows. And because of these experiences, great things happened and are going, are still happening. I wake up every morning and I sit down with a friend of mine and we have fun for a living. You know, like it's great things are still happening and it's because of it. It's not in spite of it. So I can't moan too much. PJ, no, thanks for um, thanks for opening up that. Like when my intention of bringing that up ad hocly wasn't meant for you to uh, go so deep, and the two of us appreciate uh, the Absolutely. level of the deepness yeah. that you did go there. It might be tough for you, but um, I know it's probably going to mean a lot to people listening as well. So yeah. Jesus, man, I'm, I'm like a bit, I'm a bit shaken here in the sense that you want to fucking try being a mic too. <laughs> no, but in a sense that you've shared that stuff with us, like, do you know what I mean? So thanks for that. You didn't have to do that. And for for a for a bowels tramp, thanks very much. Yeah, and I I think as well a, a lot of what you've said there, man, it's it is gonna resonate with people. You you mentioned it earlier about the whole thing of when you eventually uh, get to the grave, you don't want to be going in perfect and intact. You want to be going in with fucking scars everywhere and all that kind of stuff. And, and you seem to wear your scars a little bit, PJ, but of everything you've said yeah. there and, and all that, I really hope that, you know, you get your buckle torn, basically. And that's, <laughs> yeah, that's how you, right. you know yeah. what I mean? That sounds like the one you need, like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. I want to go bollocks. I want to be wrecked. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Q, Q now the seven, the gym's open and me uh, being a total lion bass and going in trying to lose all the pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like living the contradictions, you know what I mean? Go to the gym, yeah, but still get plastered on weekends. It's all right, you know what I mean? Is there yeah. anything as pathetic as somebody making grapefruit lollipops on a sunny day? Get a 
fucking <laughs> get a fucking ice cream, you lunatic. <laughs> PJ, speaking of ice creams, you know what I found in Dunn's? No. Carnetto Soft ice creams. Have you had a Carnetto Soft ice cream? I have actually, yeah. Is these the, the blue ones? Is Sen- this the blue sensational. Ones? The blue ones, sensational. yeah. Sensational, yeah. There's nothing like them, yeah. I know. They're ridiculous, aren't they? It's they like are ridiculous. 99er fires to be. Like, there's an awful lot of fuss made about 99s. Let's be honest. They're kind of shy. They're like, you know what I mean? <laughs> they are. They're all right at best. They're messy and they get all over the fucking place and it's just a flake. Get over your fucking flake. It's just being like, fucking barred from Teddy's PJ. That's it. You're barred. Yeah, don't get us barred from Teddy's PJ. <laughs> Teddy's wouldn't bar nobody, man. They look like an ice cream. You're joking me. Them prices, three euros or whatever the cost. I don't even know. But, uh, but, you know, 99s, they're all right. It's like 99s are fish and chips of the, of the frozen world. You know what I mean? We love, we love them, but that's not the best. You know what I mean? These Cornetto were, Softs are the best. But Cornetto Soft, are, Cornetto Soft are the Patrick Evos of the freezer, freezer department. That's, I, I have to go find one, lads. Mero, when you told me about it the other day, I was like, fuck it. I haven't... Culture land, lads. Partly, it fucking has nothing good in it. Fucking roundabouts and B.O. That's all that part leash is. like. B.O. <laughs> fucking his, man. The home, it's the natural scent down here. It just hangs in the air everywhere you go. <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, God. Oh, fuck's sake. Oh, TJ, thanks so much as ever for your time. Uh, absolutely. You're an absolute gentleman. I love that it has on your Zoom thing here. You have the honour of being the first ever fuckers on a podcast to ever get me close to tears. So I can let you, you definitely have that one. Was that the last 10 minutes or when you were talking about Sex in the City? Sex in the City, obviously. What are you talking about? the last 10 minutes. I love looking at your Zoom there and it says Patrick Day Gallagher. I'm going to start calling you Paddy now. Paddy, yeah, yeah. Well, you missed, you might have heard during the week on the show. I'm going to rename that now. That's disgraceful. Look at that. There you go. There's the DJ. <laughs> you might have heard. I was getting caught. I do this game, the birthday game. Mm. You know, on the show, we have to guess celebrity birthdays. And mm. Jim said, Paddy LaBelle. And I was like, Paddy LaBelle, is he a man for the wolf tones? I said. So, like, fucking, it shows you how, how much I, I know about. <laughs> fucking music and I was thinking it, like, I got, it was so wrong in every way because I was thinking he, I thought he said Paddy the Bell not Paddy the <laughs> Bell and I was actually thinking of Derek Bell who's not in the Wolf Town he's in the Chieftains oh fuck and I, was thinking, <laughs> and then I googled him Derek Bell and he has, he has an album do you know he has an album called Playing With Myself is his album Playing With Myself <laughs> No way. Yeah, because he plays he, like 18 instruments. And on the front of it, he's got his flute in his hand. <laughs> he definitely has a buckled horn. That's for certain. He definitely has a buckled horn, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Definitely. It has been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much uh, for, for that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to tuning in now when Springsteen and Sausages. It sounds like the ideal morning for me anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll have I'll have a duck fat sausage with your name on it. Don't you worry about it. I tell you, I can't wait for it. And the reheating pizza the other week, PJ, that looked minging. It's brilliant, brilliant. I'm t- that was amazing. Have you never done it? No, well, I've, no, I don't think I have. Don't eat the pizza the day you buy it. Let it Next go day. cold. Next day on the pan, no oil. Don't put anything on the pan. Black pepper. Wait till the cheese starts bubbling on the top and eat it. It's the nicest thing you'll ever eat. I'm telling you. I'm going to start hey. a cooking show cooking for lads. Sticking all this shit in lads. I have it. It's the same. Day after, man. You you get a Chinese takeaway. You get like a curry. Day yeah, after. I agree, I agree on oh, that. 
I'm not sure about PJ's thing with the pizza though. No, I'll meet him on the pizza, 100%. Yeah, I've, I've done lads, it in the lads, oven as opposed to on the pan, and I'm trying it in the pan though. Lads, next time we're doing a cooking show, fuck this. The next oh, time fucking sure, yeah. it's all cooking. Yeah. It's all we'll, cooking. We'll we're bring going to Chef fuck- Adrian. Yeah. yeah, well, fuck Adrian. He knows what he's doing. No. <laughs> it's going to be me doing doing post-party pizza recipes. That's what it's going to be. I fucking wait. Deadly. Can't wait. PJ, Deadly. thank you so much, man. Thanks really so much, appreciate your time. No worries. Thanks a million. Look, lads, take care. <sighs> PJ. Unreal. Yeah. Full of energy like, as always. Full of always, laughter. Always. He's Brilliant. A, he's, a, he's a tonic, as me granny would say. A tonic. That's a great way of saying it. An absolute tonic. Indeed. And a tonic that we probably need. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Grant. Is there anything else that needs to be said? No, I think we've said all we can say. And I think people probably just need now to catch their breath after that. Settle themselves down. It's the weekend. The weekend before a bank holiday. We're all going to get a bit giddy. You know, good news has been delivered all over the place. Let's just... Let's all Enjoy settle it. down. Exactly. Let's all settle. Relax. And uh, and uh, just you know, high five each other or whatever the appropriate thing is to do. Are we allowed fist bump? I don't know. You pat, can't shake pats, hands. Pats on the pats on the back, and then yes. after you pat each other on the back, go to wtspod.com to listen back to any previous podcasts, or go to any podcast provider and search wtspod, and we are there. Go back and listen to our live shows, our Dave McWilliams guests, previous PJ Gallagher, previous Christy Moore. We are the best podcast in our world and that's all that matters until next week he's at banjo murray i'm at merrigan mania on twitter and instagram respectfully it's been a pleasure all thank you danny thank you clear eyes full hearts can't lose too sweet <laughs>